For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back to the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. We are back once again. It's the Charity Stripe Pitch at Free Throws because they're free. Josh Fisher along with Alexander Tosopoulos and San Diego's own Nikki Snacks Kreider. If you like Longhorn football, go check out our Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. If you want to hear more of us, go check out our podcast by the same name, the Charity Stripe, anywhere you guys get your podcast. In our first segment, you heard a little snippet of honestly one of my favorite interviews we've had in a while, at least I'm not going to say of all time because, you know, we've had so many great ones. We've been blessed, but this is one of the best we've done in a while, Jamal Atkins, who plays Jamal Wilkes in HBO's Winning Time, covering the Lakers dynasty, which also is an amazing show. Hope you guys enjoyed segment one. Yeah, go, go check, check that out. out. Yeah, go check, go check out the rest of that interview because there's another second half that's that's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you like Padres baseball, go check out Ring the Bell Pods Talk. It's my new podcast with former closer Heath Bell. Uh, we're having a lot of fun on episode four now, and uh, we're really excited for the new season. Nick, ding, I was ding, 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 ding. That's me ringing the bell. Right there. Yeah, we need like a little like that. I love that. I was going to say it, but I'm glad you beat me to the punch. Uh, it's great. Honestly, you and Heath do an awesome job. And we know there's a lot of Padres fans that listen. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, April 2nd, uh, someone over here, Nikki Snacks Kreider is making his debut as DJ at the Victorian shirts will be off. We're all pumped at 6 p.m. Yeah, Games will be save sh- some lives. Save some lives. My shirt, my shirt will be off before you even come on. If Villanova beats Kansas, um, will games will be streamed, but fist will be in the air as we go support our boy Nikki Snacks. Nick, do you have your first couple plays uh, scripted out? Are you ready to rock? I'm ready to roll. Cool, love it. Glad to hear it. Nick, it's it's cool that now at this point you're a, you're a DJ on all fronts, man. Yeah. You're, a D- you're a DJ on, on air on the, the radio waves at 1090. You guys are listening to us right now. And, and Nick, he, uh, he, he puts out some spicy beats as well. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, do- I'm jockeying any discs right now, but um, come Saturday, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a massive ball game. Uh, very excited for Nick's first performance. Very excited for the final four. You guys have heard me before though at, at parties and and stuff like that. I'm I couldn't be less worried. To be honest, I've had people ask me if you're going to be good. I'm like, he's going to be more than good. We're, we're going to have a great it's time. It's funny because J- Josh was like, you just have to be 
good enough because we're going to be hype either way. Yeah, well, that's also a thing. You don't have to be like outstanding. Yeah, and it's your to, first. I don't have to be Diplo over here. No, it's your first rodeo, which is okay. I mean, public rodeo, you know, out at a place. But I've never DJed, but obviously I've emceed a plethora of parties, probably over 150. And the DJs that do the best are the guys that just have fun and read the room, and you're good at doing both those things. So, Nick, couldn't be more stoked to have you at the Victorian. Couldn't be more stoked for the Final Four this weekend, though. Sports are scripted. We're just going to start there. The fact that Duke and UNC have never met in the any point in March Madness and they're meeting in the final four to go to the championship in Coach K's last season. Literally, and and UNC was an eight seed. It's scripted. And UNC is better than an eight seed. And we all know that. And they probably should have been moved higher, especially the way they ended the season. And as good as the ACC has been, uh, you know, in the back half of, of college basketball. But I think that the committee put them up against an injured number one seed Baylor. Baylor was the weakest one seed by far. By a country mile. You think they're weaker than Arizona? Yeah, because they're hurt. Mm -hmm. If Manic didn't come out of that game, they were getting pummeled. They were getting smacked. I think they were up 25 points. They were were up 25 points. They almost came back. Yeah, and Scott Drew, they they took Baylor, took him to overtime. Kudos to Scott Drew and the crew for playing unbelievable press. Who I love, by the way. Scott Drew, yeah, he's incredible. Um, I like a lot. I like Kendall Brown. I like Sohan. I liked a lot of guys in those teams, but they were hurt. And then UNC, the Saint, the minutes they were playing St. Peter's, the St. Peter's was Toast Malone. The toughest test they had was UCLA with a injured Hawkes. I mean, I'm, and they looked, the committee didn't know that beforehand. UCLA was automatically going to be a tough test. They went to the Final Four last year. But I think that it could not have worked out better with all the Cinderella's and all the upsets. Everything always evens out or tries to or comes close to evening out. Uh, and we have Nova versus Kansas on the other side. I- I want to, I mean, I want to push back a little bit, push back all you want their route. Yes. If you're the committee and you're setting it up, it would be amazing if Duke and UNC could play each other in the final four, but they had to get to the final four. They had to win four other games. Obviously it's very, both of these teams. Duke didn't have to play Gonzaga, but that's only because Gonzaga lost to a really good Arkansas team who, who took, you know, a good chunk out of Duke in the first half and, and Duke ran away with it in the second half, or at least at the very end of the game. But I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, like it would be great to see them. This is the first time they've played each other in the tournament, but like you can't really say it's scripted when they're in the final four and they've won four games. We didn't know St. Peter's was going to do something that had never been done before. Did it make it the route to the final four easier for UNC? Absolutely, because I think that Purdue would have been a tougher test just with their size, but they lost. And that's the way March Madness goes. And that's why we enjoy watching it. That's why it's fun for anyone to watch, whether you're a college basketball fan, a basketball fan, or not a basketball fan. Yeah. So, I think it's I think we we all agree that these are the teams that deserve to be there, as is normally the case. Sometimes three out of the four teams feel like they really deserve to be there. But it is wild. But I I was I was talking about this with another friend of mine just watching college basketball, like any random March Madness game. Doesn't it feel like every single one of them is scripted like a team cuts the lead from from 10 to three and then the team that's up three hits the dagger three right when they need to. Like all these guys, they make the shots every single time they need to. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, these are elite basketball players in big moments. And it's it shows you what separates them from high school to college and college to NBA. 
Like these are the shots, like Damian Lillard's logo shot to send, you know, who was, who'd he send packing? He, I think he's done it multiple times. The Rockets packing yeah, the to Rockets. Send the th- and the thunder. He's like, the thunder, he's, yeah. yeah, he sent multiple. It's like, oh my God, like every time, like Kyrie against the Warriors, like the reason these guys are legends and greats and paid the big bucks is because they are capable of doing that. It's almost expected. And they set the co- up in the big moments and the college guys like, like, yeah, like Chris Jenkins, Nova sinking UNC is one of the most biblically awesome moments in sports history. But like he is a D1 starting guard. Like if someone's going to hit that shot, it's got to be one of those guys. Yeah. Well, know? it's also the hyper focus as well of being in the national spotlight. Like there's so many teams on there that don't get any love all season long that don't that aren't in the eye of the average American. How many St. Peter's games did you guys watch this year? And I they didn't, lost. I didn't even know who they were. And they lost like eleven games or something. I mean, they were a very beatable team all season, but they step it up in the national spotlight, right? Doug Eater becomes this this darling everyone sees, and he gets the national attention, and he doesn't want to embarrass himself out there. And it's like that for a lot of guys. I mean, of course, UCLA is a bigger program, but you saw that in Johnny Juzang last year. He really stepped it up in the tournament. There's guys that just that when they get in front of the camera or when they get onto that big stage, it just means more and they're hyper-focused. It's, it's so much more valuable than playing a regular season game for your personal brand as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Incredible story for, for Doug Ebert, uh, the guard out of St. Peter's, but he's never had a sandwich. He doesn't eat sandwiches. What's so up? So weird, that? dude. It's well, that's why he didn't weird. beat North Carolina, of course. Yeah, you can't you can't have your best he, player be a guy that doesn't eat sandwiches and go to. The he's only floor. tried a bite of one sandwich his entire life, and it was a chicken parm sandwich, which is not a great. It, I like a good chicken parm sandwich, but not a great introduction to sandwiches. In general. That's one of the weirdest ones I've ever heard. Pushing I mean, back I, I've heard that. people like saying like, "Oh, I've never had like, I've never had a burrito." Okay, fine. Never had sushi. Fine. Or like, I've never, I've never had. Uh, you know, a certain Chili. vegetable, fine. I, you know, a guy, Josh, and I know a guy named Troy who's never had salad in his life, but a sandwich is like, you're not growing up eating PB and J you're not growing up having just like a, a bologna sandwich or a ham sandwich or Turkey, like nothing. It's crazy. Wait, wait, wait. Who is this Troy? That's never had a salad. Your boy, Troy from long Island. He's never had a salad. We took him to John and Vinny's when we were working there. We were in that big 13-person group. And he and said we ordered salad. First. And we were like, "This is the, I've never had salad before in my life. He doesn't like the texture of lettuce. That is the weirdest thing. I did not know that about my friend. I totally missed that. That's bizarre. That's weird. And he's a fit guy. He was an athlete. He's a college cross player. Yeah, I mean, he could still eat veggies, but he just never had like a salad with lettuce. I'm sure things have changed within the last four years since we've since we've known him to not eat salads, but... Still, it's weird yeah. not to have a sandwich. Once you go Bizarre. iceberg, you never go back. That's what they say. That's true. That's true. And I, I, the last thing I'll say is I think a chicken parm, I don't eat meat anymore, but when I did eat meat and tomato it's sauce slaps. Yeah. I didn't say what. No, no, no. I like chicken parm. What I said is it's not a good introduction to sandwiches. Because it's too hardcore. It's too, it's too much. It's got too much going on. It's not your traditional sandwich. Like a turkey club, a PB&J is like a, a more run-of-the-mill introduction to sandwiches. Yeah, you got to introduce, yeah. introduce Doug Eater in, into like uh, uh, a Smucker's Uncrustable. Ugh, I mean, now you're talking the best of the best. 
Is that a sandwich? Yeah, it's a PB and J. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Why not? Because, because it's one piece of bread. Because it's one piece of bread. So yeah. a so a, a kebab is also not a sandwich. Kebab. No, a kebab. Uh, what's a kebab? Oh, like from Verts. Yeah, like from from Verts. It's oh, like a, it's like a, it's like a pita pocket. It's like a pocket. Yeah, it's is a, that- which is a, it was a restaurant in Austin. Do you guys ever like look at a restaurant and it's awesome and it's crushing it and killing it, and the next thing you know, it closes. Like yes, that was Verts. like Verts. yeah, Verts that kebab. was that place in Austin, shout Texas. Out to Verts and their family. Yeah, for sure. And you know, shout out to all the people that made the final four back to basketball. I, for those who don't know, if Villanova wins, I win three grand, which is exciting. And that was a bet I made a while ago. And I don't want to get in your face, Toss, but you told me that bet sucked when I made it. And you did. I did. didn't like it. And it, and guess what? He still I want you, I want you to win that money. Thank you. But if Villanova doesn't win, I'm right. So, but I want you to know that they've made it very far. You, I don't think you thought they would make it as far as they've made it. Yeah, but that there are a lot of things that yeah, there's a lot of things that we thought was well, going to happen. The Kentucky, Tennessee, <laughs> well, like yeah. I also they have the third longest odds to win it now in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, UNC's behind them, and I think we said on our last episode that UNC's got the better value there at BetOnline.ag. You go to BetOnline today and put down a bet to see who wins the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Use the promo code Believe B L E B L E A V. It's your free welcome bonus. But regardless, I think that Villanova will have the toughest time winning it, even though they have the third longest odds because they're playing Kansas. And if they win, they got to play another tough team in Duke and UNC. I think that if Duke and UNC get in, they could potentially beat Kansas and they could potentially beat Villanova. But I don't think Villanova is winning two games. Wow. I think Villanova, well, first off, I think, yeah, we've, all three of us have talked about it. We all believe that Kansas is going to win. We'll be rooting for Villanova for our boy Josh, of course. But because of that that injury um, to Moore, it's it's looking really tough for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if they do find a way to squeak out a win against Kansas, if UNC wins, I think Villanova could beat them. I don't think Villanova can beat Duke. I don't think their personnel matches up well with the bigs of Mark Williams and Paolo Boncaro. But, and I mean, not to take anything away from Baycott and, and Manic, but I think they're a little bit easier to, to scheme defensively than 7-1 Williams and Boncaro, who's 6'10", 6'11", and moves like a 6'5 guard. If Duke beats UNC, there's no way Coach K is going to the national championship and losing. There's no way, right? Well, we can really hang up the it being scripted if he loses in, in the national championship. Yeah, we could hang, we could put that to rest. But yeah, I I, I agree. Look, Villanova's gonna have a tough time. But back in 06, or seven, I think it was 06 or 07 around there, there was a season of American Idol when Taylor Hicks was in the final four <laughs> with Catherine McPhee and Elliot Yamin and the overwhelming favorite. Chris Daughtry. Chris Daughtry gets eliminated in a shocking fourth place finish. Elliot Yamin follows suit in third place. Shout out to him, Jews. Uh, Catherine McPhee comes in second. And Taylor Hicks, the man that no one thought could win. Gray haired, long at age like 26, a little weird. 
but shout out to him and respect. Hope he gets that Rogaine just from in sponsorship. He came out and pulled it out. So anything is possible. I want that who, to be known. Who ended up, wait, like Catherine McPhee, Catherine McPhee? She was on American Idol? Like the singer? Yeah. Yeah. She came in second place to Taylor like, Hicks. Like the, hasn't she done a lot of stuff on Broadway too? She's like, she's a, uber successful. Taylor yeah. Hicks might be at a Walmart. I don't know. But he won American Idol. But he won him beat Daughtry too. Yeah. Daughtry slapped for a little bit. He was like, he was like solo Nickelback. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> what what that's i mean I Penny, like he was pennyback he was pennyback. Yeah. <laughs> that's great dude i wish i hope he has a sense of humor and hears this um but i think my my head is saying kansas wins and then kansas versus duke is the finals and at that point it's anybody's game it just the only issue with kansas why i don't why i think the winner of duke unc wins is i think kansas can be a little streaky and we've seen them have lapses in the first half. And I don't think that's going to play. It won't play versus Villanova, but I definitely don't think it'll play versus Duke and UNC. Let me ask you a quick question. So we've been saying all tournament long that the Big 12 usually reigns supreme on the other conferences. And of course, the ACC as well. Um, there's two ACC teams playing on one side of the Final Four. There's one Big 12 team playing on the other side. So do you think that the edge of Kansas being from the big 12, you think it gives them even a bigger edge over Villanova who plays in the big East. Well, the big East had a, had some reps, um, reps, but I mean, how far did their teams go? Yeah. I mean, they had Providence, Seton Hall, Seton Hall and Providence. Creighton didn't Creighton. go anywhere. I mean, yeah. They I mean, all made they, out of the first round. Yeah. Well, I mean, Seton Hall didn't, but. well, Creighton gave Kansas fits. Creighton gave Kansas, I mean, Providence did not, but Creighton gave Kansas a tough time. I thought Kansas's road was, nah. I thought they had an easier road than the other three teams, to be quite honest, because that Ville, look, yeah, the injury to Moore was bad, but that was a Houston team that I think all three of us thought collectively was trouble. Well, yeah, they were, I mean, they were in the final four, what, two years ago? Last year. Last year. And I think their BPI ranking was two. Yeah. And they've been to the finals. They lost to Virginia in the finals. I mean, Samson's an unbelievable coach. We say it time and time again. I, I think they lost Jarreau this season too. I think he got hurt. Yeah, or Sasser was, big, was out. Like they had, they had yeah. so many injuries, but they. I mean, they're just really well coached. And that's the that's the other. I mean, again, you're going against Bill Self, who also is an unbelievable coach. Um, but the thing with Jay Wright that I appreciate um, is. He's kind of a plug and play guy too. I mean, obviously they need Gillespie and Moore. You can't discount the factor that Moore is is their third piece behind Samuels and Gillespie. But I think that he's going to have an easier time bringing guys in versus like let's say AJ Griffin went out. Knock on wood, hope he doesn't for Duke or Manic had went out for UNC. I think those guys are a little tougher to replace in my mind. Yeah, they Moore's. they don't have. They're not as deep. UNC and Duke just straight up are not as deep as Villanova or Kansas. Um, it's interesting. I mean, so Kansas is a at betonline.ag. They're a minus four favorite, and Duke is a minus four favorite. So same same spread for both of these teams. If you guys had to make individual bets on these games, where are you leaning right now? 
Um, I'm leaning. Uh, I'm leaning UNC plus four, and I'm leaning Kansas minus four. Yeah, agreed. Got it. I, th- I think. Are you? What are you? Where are you at, Toss? Because you're like you've been like wishy washy in these Duke UNC. I don't know where you stand on Duke UNC. I know I, feel I, like I would UNC. I would Kansas money line. I wouldn't get too cute with it, and Duke. I would probably I would probably money line both these teams. I don't think I would spread bet them. So then you'd have to parlay them to even get a good. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd parlay by my two winners together. Got it. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think this is going to be a really close game from Duke UNC. So that's why I'm not scared to take those four points. Um, I would be more scared to give up those four points on Duke's end. But I, I do think Kansas is capable of really taking over in this game and winning by at least four points, maybe even, you know, closer to eight. But um, if I was taking individual bets, I'll reiterate Kansas minus four UNC plus four. If I were to put them in a parlay, I would just do UNC money line and Kansas money line. Mm, that's yeah. You're those are getting your good odds up. I mean, I, that I think I'm with you on the Kansas point, Nick, I would prefer not to get cute with Duke, but the Kansas point, they have re- they really took it to Providence in Miami. Miami's no joke. Miami was a strong 10 seed. Again, another team that probably shouldn't. I think the ACC clearly, as we could all imagine, got disrespected. Um, but I think these games are, I'm hoping these games are unbelievable because great programs, and they deserve to be unbelievable. This is it. Final four. This is why we play the game. Baseball starting up. Masters, which we all love. So we get into that next week. We're the charity shop. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disciples, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. Swing on a full count. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free. And hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. Because hey, they are free. When we're back on this episode, it's going to be opening day for the Padres. So get ready, Padres fans. Get ready, Padres fans. We out you. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.